thou shalt not use scripts. Go ahead right, and uh, which, dive into yes, that one for me. Leads right into from what you were just talking about, which is it, letting them talk. There is a myth out there. We need to do some myth busting today on uh, Real Estate Growth Hackers. And that is we need to bust this myth wide open that there exists this oh, book of scripts. Like in every situation, you will have every answer, the perfect words, the perfect response for every opportunity in the real estate business. No, it doesn't exist because there's no cookie. It's not a cookie cutter situation. The people right. are different. They're in different areas of, you know, different parts of their life. They're looking for different things. They have different personalities. It's like you said, you know, one person may look at a home and say, oh, and the other one's, ah, you know, this is exactly yeah, right. what I was looking for. Great. Okay. You want to be in the moment, be asking those questions, as you mentioned, listening to what they say. And the only way to do that is by being focused, being present and being 100% giving them your full attention. You are listening to the Real Estate Growth Hackers Show. Welcome to the Real Estate Growth Hackers Show. On today's episode, we're going to be talking with Roseanne about showing superpowers. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive right into that. So today I've got Roseanne Galvin with me. Uh, she is the author of Showing Superpower, the Real Estate Agent's Guide to Creating Bespoke Property Presentations, Faster Commissions, and Lifelong Clients. So I'm excited uh, to dive in and talk with you today. We're going to be talking about three of the showing superpowers that, that you cover in your book. So, uh, you know, people will have to go through and and get the rest of them but uh but yeah let's uh, let's dive in tell me a little bit uh roseanne about uh about your history how did how did this book come about where did you know wh why did you write it uh and and what led up to, to ultimately the creation of uh of this book sure zach you know uh my history goes back as far <laughs> as it could possibly go back and that is to the very very beginning uh i was actually born into a real estate family uh, my parents are immigrants and um when you don't have a lot as the, one of the reasons why i'm so bullish about real estate is you can start with a very low barrier to entry right so right. uh they came in and um they had to hit the ground running and make a life for themselves and they found real estate and uh it's been a a, a good a, a great um marriage for them uh between themselves <laughs> and also between them and real estate and uh nice. they had you know they, like you and I, they they also had five kids. They're in the five kids club. And uh, when you do that, <laughs> nice. what do you do? <laughs> you know, well, there's not a lot of us in this. Um, they <laughs> put us to work, right? So um, right. early on, we learned about cleaning rentals and uh, that wasn't very fun. And I didn't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wasn't really into that. I thought I would like painting and painting can be very boring. Uh, but the one part I gravitated towards really early on was answering the phones. Um, you know, the, this was uh, back in the day before you had your phone with you all the time. There was a phone that actually rang. It's not all of our listeners will understand that, but a uh, phone rang and you had to get it answered, right? And if they were out showing properties um, for rent or for sale, nobody would answer the phone. So early on, right. I learned how to take a good message, be cordial on the phone. And then that moved up to, uh, I did a lot of, many, many years uh, leasing. So I worked in, in leasing and right. I love the showing part. I, you know, just the idea of getting to know people, getting to know a property, figuring out where those two things meet and right. what is appealing about a specific property to um, that specific buyer. So right. that was always my go-to, you know, all through college, uh, grad school, you know, that was always the way to make some money on the side. It was uh, leasing and 
like a lot of people, I think that are born into any business, no matter whether it's real estate or, you know, they're peanut farmers, you want to do anything but what you're thinking, <laughs> right? So right. I was determined I was going to get out. So I did. Um, I pursued a, 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 uh, education in communications. I have a master's degree in communications. And I went right. to work um, initially in radio, which I loved. Uh, but I realized early on that wasn't going to pay the bills if I wanted to have five kids. So um, <laughs> right. I started working in training and I've worked with a lot of sales teams and presentations, communications, that sort of thing. And I, I've always loved, I love sales. I love sales. I love sales people. Right. And whether they're selling, you know, Pepsi or computers, the sales exchange is very similar. The components right. are the same, right? So uh, I thought, okay, this is great. And in the meantime, uh, because I had a lot of contacts in the real estate industry, I would do some training just on the side uh, right. with that. But I, I always love that, right? So I love everything about, about homes. And, and in the same time, one of my weird passions was uh, checking out homes. I went, I was the <laughs> permanent looky-loo, right? Right. I, <laughs> but, I, don't even, I don't even know if that's all that weird, right? I think, feel like that's pretty common. I mean, shoot, there's an open house. People love just going to the check those by, out, right? right? Yeah, yeah exactly. It was probably a little bit weird because I started, you know, when I was not a lot of my, you know, 19 year old friends were doing that, but I did between like <laughs> right. 19 and 29, I was determined to see, I lived at, um, in this little neighborhood. I was determined to see every home in that neighborhood. Right. And I would literally be like, oh, I hope they sell soon. Cause I need to get in there, you know, <laughs> a little bit obsessive, but, uh, in the meantime, I, because I would go to all these open houses, I would see oh, so many missed selling opportunities. Mm. Right. You know, go in and they're super cordial and they're great and they have such beautiful materials and all that. And they hand me those over so proudly and take right. a look around. Let me know if you have any questions. Wah, wah, wah. You're like, ah. <laughs> so right. uh, that was like, okay, there, there, there needs to be something here. So in the meantime, you know, I just sort of always had it in my head. I would do work with some, some real estate groups, always have really uh, good traction with that and um, kept going, kind of doing that and not doing that, doing that. And then COVID hits. Right. And right. Uh, you know, I have five kids in my home. <laughs> right. so, whoa. So it's time to put all of this uh, in writing, which is what, which is what I did. A lot of nice. it comes from stuff that my dad, frankly, taught me, you know, about really right. connecting people and properties. Uh, so that's where I just decided, okay, I'm going to put it all out there, put it in a book. I, I made an ebook and audio and just, you know, put it there because I want it there for not only people who I think can benefit from it, but also for my kids who, you know, believe it or not, a couple of them are interested in real estate. Right. So great. Right. Right. Um, put it out there. And I just, I feel like, um, there's, it, it's a great, there's, because there's no barrier to entry. I feel like this is a career for so many different types of people. Right. And unfortunately there's this idea out there that you have to be, you know, a supermodel and you have to be super extroverted and all of these things to be, right. uh, you know, they're selling sunset comes to mind, right? Well, you know, right. uh, beautiful. Great. That's lovely to watch. But the reality is most people want to make their biggest buying decision with someone who listens to them. Right. right. Who's someone who right. can relate to them, who's someone who they're not embarrassed to say, hey, here's my budget. You know, it may not be the million. Who cares? Right. But right. we want uh, I want to empower people to be able to bring their best self out so they can connect with their prospects in the long awesome. run and, and be in the game for the long. You know, the churn rate is so sad. People right. go into the business with, you know, oh, I'm going to get the perfect I'm going to sign on with the company that promises me the world. 
and right. it's they've got a formula. It's add water and, and just keep going. It doesn't <laughs> right. work that way, as you know, Zach. Right? Uh, you don't get real estate. You don't hack your real estate growth by doing what everybody else does. Right. And uh, that's you know sort of this per, per, pervasive myth that uh, there's a formula, and and there's not. Yeah. You know, there's not a formula to people. Like they're also different. So exactly, and man. That's one of the that's one of the biggest things that I that that I like to talk to people about too. Is is the reality of uh, there is nearly an infinite number of ways to be successful in real estate, right? It, there's a there's a fit for every personality, uh, and you know one of the one of the concepts that I talk about is the four agent archetypes, where uh, people actually you know you, you could you could group marketing activities into into different buckets from you know networking to prospecting to uh, you know the traditional like a, a lead capture sort of design to what I would more so call marketing, which is more like education and and getting information out there where you're attracting people to you. But uh, uh, and then like everything fits into that, uh, but the reality is that you don't have to do all of them. Right. No. And, and you can, you can mix and match and you can right. figure out what fits for you. And, and, and a lot of people uh, tend to lean toward one or another, but uh, they might use a small mix of the other ones that maybe are less their, uh, less their strength. But, uh, but yeah, no, so I, I'm completely with you. I think, I think one of the big, uh, one of the big myths in this industry is that there is an exact right way, or is there, there is a best way to do it. And most of the time uh, it's really a matter of like, who are you? What's your strength? What's your personality? And, and lean into that and leverage uh, the assets that you have. You know, you mentioned uh, people have this perception of like, uh, uh, you have to be the supermodel or you have to be extroverted. It's like, sure, if you're extroverted, if you're the supermodel, use your assets, right? Like, absolutely, you, go for use it. Use what you got, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but for every person that is successful kind of in that vein, there's another person who's, you know, behind the computer and, and just following up relentlessly via phone and email and whatnot to, to make sure that they're getting in contact with people. And, uh, and then there's the person that's pretty much only ever just uh, out at networking events or meeting the, the, the parents at the soccer game or uh, that, that sort of thing in terms of how they're finding people. So yeah, I'm completely with you. Uh, I love that idea. So in, in that vein, let's talk about, uh, about these commandments that you got in your okay. book. Right. Let's uh, right. let's talk about how people, uh, you know, can leverage what you've learned uh, that has worked for you and what you've seen and, and some of these opportunities, especially when it comes to uh, showing and, and, and the superpowers there. So uh, we're going to be diving into three commandments today. Uh, let's uh, let, yeah, let's go ahead and, and, and kick it off. So the first one that you've told me about uh, is thou shalt not lead tours. OK, so t tell me about that. What is <laughs> what does that mean? And let's dive into it. Okay, so uh, Zach, you you've toured the country and you've probably gone to some monument, right? And you've had right. a tour guide. So right. think of that dynamic, right. right? You're walking along, you're following the tour guide. The tour guide's in the front and you're behind and you might have a little bit of side conversation with your family, but in general, right. the tour guide is doing all of the talking and mm. you are doing the gawking, right? You're looking at, oh, <laughs> you know, right. and you might remember some odd, uh, you know, they sell you some sort of uh, fun fact and you're going to remember the right. fun fact. But in general, right. it, the action is happening at the front and it's all driven by mm. the tour guide, right? Right. And you are a passive observer and right. they're doing what I like to, you know, say is what you're doing right now, which is the point and not. Like they point and you not, right? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, oh, you know, this the, you know, this home is an open concept. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, in the primary right. bathroom, we've got this lovely marble tub. Mm -hmm. 
you know, right? and, and you might have a little <laughs> side conversation, but you're kind of, you're kind of hushed because that person is the tour guide and they're kind of the know all end all be all right. They are right. the authority and right. you are less than that. And that is a dynamic that needs to change because <laughs> what we want to do is rethink that the person who is on the tour, your buyers, your prospects, right. they are the authority because right. they know how they live or how they want right. to live and how, what the space that they're looking for contains. So you mm -hmm. want to shift that all back to their, their, you're engaging them. Let them right. talk about, you know, how, what are they looking for in the living room? And some of this is stuff you do ahead of time. You you're doing your homework, but you're right. going to let them be the one that they have all the answers. They know what they're looking for. It's right. for you to draw out of them and you to be the one, you know, okay. All right. Taking some notes because you're right. going to look for that property that, uh, that, that is going to fit that for them. Or if they're, you know, when you're on the tour, Listen to what they say, what the comments, and I, I actually encourage people write down exactly the words that they use. You know, if they call right. the, you know, the entryway, the foyer, you are going to call that the foyer. You're not going, you know, use their terms, right? right. Everything is related to them. They're in charge. Hmm. You're not pointing and not, you're getting them to interact with the space as well. You right. want them to touch, you know, say, you can say to them, go ahead and, you know, run your hand across that quartz countertop, nice right. and smooth, you know, you getting them to interact with the space mm. by, by pointing, by you taking up space, say, Oh, think about how your, uh, you know, your couch will look in this living room along this wall. Oh, right. all of a sudden we're meant doing what I call the mental move in. And that is we're starting to think as I'm saying, we, the buyer is starting right. to think of their couch in that living room. Now right. they're trying it out right now. They're, they're the ones in charge so that they, they have to visualize what life will be in this particular property. And the way you do that is by engaging them, having them take the lead. You're yeah. just there to accompany them. You're, you're, you know, you're the backup singers. They are the lead singers. Right. One, one of the ways that I like to, that I like to talk about how, how people can, you know, uh, sort of analyze what they're doing on their own and, and see if they're going down that vein is, you know, how many statements are you saying versus how many questions are you asking? Right. Because if you're asking questions, you're expecting a response and you're expecting engagement. Right. But if you're just saying a statement, then just like you said, it's right. You know, here is this thing. Oh, okay. Okay. And the, or here is this thing. Okay. Okay. But where, whereas when you ask a question, you say, Hey, you know, this is a, a fairly open, you know, open concept, open living room. Is that something that you're, that you're wanting? Is that, is that a, is that a feature that you guys were looking for? Uh, now you get the opportunity to get that interaction and actually bring them up with you where you get the information that you need to help connect them to the home that they ultimately want. Right. So yeah, I think that's uh, just that that simple act of, of switching from statements to questions as much as possible. Uh, it, it's one of the easiest ways. Like I know I, we often hear people, you know, talk about the idea that you should be listening uh, more than you're talking in 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 these sort of interactions. Uh, but it can be hard to necessarily just do that to just figure out. Oh well, how do I listen more? Uh, and so by switching to you know actually asking more questions, then you're able. Uh, to to really change that dynamic and make it so that you're doing more of the uh, of the of the listening rather than the talking. Because if you ask a question, the next step is to to stop and listen, right? And then you could keep asking questions based on what they say in order to keep the conversation going. I like the way Zach that you mentioned questions because questions require listening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's one thing to ask questions, 
But it's another thing to take the time and to listen to the answers and even take the next step forward, you know, really using your superpower, take some notes. It's perfectly okay to say, Hey, and I just want to make sure I capture things. You don't have to stop, you know, write everything over. But if somebody brings up, uh, you know, the proximity to a dog park three times, that is an, that is a selling, that's a key selling feature for you. So you just want right. to write dog park on your notes. So, you know, and it goes back to you using their terms, how they call, you know, different rooms, whatever they call, you want to talk in their terms. So if you're right. asking questions, you're ahead of the game and then finish it by listening to the answers and doing something with that information, specifically right. using it to present the property in their terms. I think, and, and part of what's so, so important about this to me is like, we, we come into everything with our own biases, right? Like, like you have your preferences, I have my preferences, and, and there isn't necessarily a good or bad about that. Uh, somebody else may love something that you think is horrible and would never want a- at all. And, and it can be really hard if all we're doing is we're talking about, oh, like, look at this horrible thing. But if they're, if they're like, Oh, I actually really liked that. Like now, now you've lost, you've lost rapport and you've, uh, uh, you know, lost the opportunity. Like, like, cause they're, 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 they're either not going to want to work with you or it's going to be awkward because they, they want the thing and they feel like you're not going to be able to get it to them because you're judging them for it or whatever. Right. Uh, and so even, even aside from that extreme example, it, it can be really hard to, to know, are you presenting what somebody really wants and what they really need, unless you do that work of asking questions and getting that engagement, right? You want to, you want to be able to, to have the empathy to put yourself in their shoes, to know what, what makes a good home for them? What is, what makes a good property for them based on their own needs? And uh, the only way you get there is by asking and listening way more than talking, right? So it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a simple shift that you can make. uh, But the more that you make it, uh, you know, the, the better you're able to connect them to properties. But here's the other thing that people miss. Uh, I think it's, uh, uh, man, I'm going to, I'm going to forget, we're going to forget who said it, but, uh, one of the easiest ways to be more interesting to people where, where people gravitate towards you is, is to be interested in other people, right? Get people talking about themselves, about their family, about their job, about their kids, about their life. And the, the craziest thing happens where they actually find you more interesting. It builds rapport with you and attracts them to you, even though all you're doing is listening to them, right? So it, it's, it's both for the practical reason of you got to understand what they need in the property, but there's also this reason of like helping them to trust you as a, as a salesperson who can help them. It's a lot easier if, uh, if, you're, if you're asking questions and learning more about them and their needs, right? Exactly. It's the basics of rapport, building rapport, for sure. I think that might have been Dale Carnegie that said that, but. That that sounds right. That sounds right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely, Zach. You're you're right on the money with that. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, cool. So that that, uh, encapsulates our idea then of thou shalt not lead tours. Okay. So that's that's our first commandment. Let's uh, let's go to our next one. Thou shalt not use scripts. Go ahead and uh, dive into that one for me leads right into from what you were just talking about, which is letting them talk. There is a myth out there. We need to do some myth busting today on uh, real estate growth hackers. And that is we need to bust this myth wide open that there exists this book of scripts. Like in every situation, you will have every answer, the perfect words, the perfect response for every opportunity in the real estate business. No, it doesn't exist because there's no cookie. It's not a cookie cutter situation. The people right. are different. They're in different areas of, you know, different 
parts of their life. They're looking for different things. They have different personalities. It's like you said, you know, one person may look at a home and say, oh, and the other one's, ah, you know, this is exactly what I was looking for. Great. Okay. You want to be in the moment, be asking those questions, as you mentioned, listening to what they say. And the only way to do that is by being focused, being present and being 100% giving them your full attention. If you have a script, what happens? You're in your head. You know, it's, it kind of goes back to the tour thing, right? You've been right. on a tour at where you thought, oh, wow, this person has done this tour 8 million times. You know, on your left, you will you know, go to Disney World. You know, they are <laughs> obviously reading a script. Right. People pick up on that. That's a very different dynamic than a conversation. And you right. want to be having selling conversations when you're showing property. You're, you're asking questions. They're giving you responses. You're right. listening. You are not doing the role play that, you know, uh, XYZ real estate company says, come work with us. We've got right. all the answers. You know, we're going to train you. So you will be the amazing selling machine. No, that doesn't work. You know, save your time and money. You're going to right. be spending a lot of uh, a lot of your money on um, being trained a certain way. And guess what? Right. There are a lot of other people that are trained a certain way, and they train the personality out of you. You know, your right. you. The other thing to think about is the world is you know the entire universe. They're not your your prospective clients, right? The people that you, that you are going to be easy for you to work with, and you're going to be most effective with are the people who resonate with your true personality, not, Hey, right. you know, hi, I'm putting on my real estate persona today. No, right. you want to be. And the other thing that happens is, as you know, when you're dealing with people, when you're dealing with properties, lots of things can happen, right? And they're not all accounted for in scripts. So if you don't right. have that, you know, ah, you know, the dog just started, you know, is chasing the cat around, them. whatever. <laughs> if you don't react to that, because you're staying in your, you know, script mode, and this was not on the script, right. you're never going to build rapport. You're not going to connect with these prospects and you want them to, to trust you. And the way to trust you is by doing what we said, asking questions, listening to their responses, making that connection. Right. And that's not going to come from a formula. That's going to come from you. Now, I'm not saying, you know, education right. is really important. You want to know that you want to know the market. You want to know the property, all of those things you're doing that we're assuming that, but what we're, we're going to, the myth we're breaking is that it's one size fits all that this approach that there can be, you know, the, I have the formula. The formula doesn't exist because every situation right. is different and every group of prospects is dramatically different. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that's key, right? So the idea, the idea that there is a script where it's like, these are the words. And if you say the words, you get the sale, right? Like that, that idea just isn't, isn't ever the case. Right. Uh, but I think, I think there is, I think there is a use for scripts for some of these dialogues, at least if, if you understand the purpose, which is these are the kinds of words that might be useful, right? Where, where you think through scenarios and, and you're, you are, you're, you're, you're doing the role play, not because you expect it to go exactly a certain way, but you're doing the role play to practice that habit of, you know, okay, they, they responded this way. Do I, am I, am I aware of a good question to follow up with? Am I practicing the skill of, of diving deeper? So like there, there, there is some use to, especially I think, uh, you know, for somebody who's brand new, right. Uh, to, to have some ideas of like, oh, here's some ways that these sales conversations sometimes go. But I think the key is exactly like you said, it's not, 
by any means you can't you can't follow it like it is literally a script like you're not playing out the part in a movie at a tv show you're not just reading your lines if you do it that way it's always going to fall on deaf ears <laughs> it's right not it's good. <laughs> it's not going to work out um i mean in, in that same vein do you have a way that you'd recommend that somebody gets up and running that like they that that they they could start to learn how to do this dialogue and uh, maybe somebody's brand new to sales and they're not used to having these questions and, and that's why they're falling back on scripts right do you have do you have advice for somebody like that of, of what you would do to get started well first of all the more you can get out there the better right so volunteer just say hey i'll help you out with your your you know somebody else in your office your top producer right. let you know i will i will put the signs out for you i will come to so being in their orbit and seeing right. how they respond now you want to remember don't pretend it's another one of the commandments thou shall not covet i think it's number seven thou shall not covet thy uh top producer's style because mm. that also is kind of the same thing where uh new agents come in and the broker says okay uh, you know, this guy is doing a really good job. Just hang out with him and do what he's doing. Right. And right. he has some sort of signature, you know, happy dance or whatever it is he does. And all of a sudden you're doing the happy dance and it's just right. like, ah, <laughs> no, you dress like him. You act like, no, like right. that's not, that's not what we want. It's, it's always a good idea. Just the more, uh, you know, more you're in those selling opportunities, great. Help out of the open house. Listen to the conversations. Notice right. what people talk about. Notice what they gravitate towards. Absolutely. Also, you know, you become that looky-loo that goes to all the other, see right. other, you know, see how other agents who may not even be in your office, how they show properties, see how, right. you know, what uh, those sort of situations, even it's and a non-real estate. It's notice, you know, when you go to, uh, you know, buy clothes, how do they, well, what's the dynamic? The sales exchange is very right. similar. I and mean, we're going to have some specifics that are industry specific, but as far as the, the building rapport and asking questions and following up, all those things are very, very similar uh, in every different field. It's just how we pull that back to us and, and notice you know, kind of how you like to be sell, sold to that right. sort of works with you, then um, you can, can replicate that. What mm -hmm. I am afraid of, and I have unfortunately seen and heard is, right. you know, that literal, you know, when you say this, I say this, uh, when you say, ah. right. but however, like you said, there are certain words and I believe in, you know, showing uh, selling words for sure. Words right. that sell Absolutely. There, but those right. are individual words and those are things to pick out and right. you, you use them how you feel comfortable because right. that's going to make your prospects feel comfortable. And that's the name right. of the game. I'm comfortable with you, trusting you, and you want them to feel like they can express both their positive feelings and their negative feelings, because right. what you don't want is somebody who feels like, wow, you're perfect. And I'm just going to be like, oh, I love it. Okay, great. But at, you know, they get in the car like, oh, I hated that place. You don't, you don't <laughs> want that, right? You want them to feel comfortable with you so they can right. express their, you know, because then you can move on. You don't have to right. show them 30 properties. You guys can both get to the end property that's perfect for them faster if they're comfortable saying what they like and what they don't like. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, to the, to the vein of like being able to speak in a way that you're comfortable with, act in a way that you're comfortable with. Uh, one of the things that I've done in the past uh, is, is I've, I've, I've helped people in, in various parts of my uh, you know career, uh, put together like webinars, right? Where where you know they, they have a way of, of talking through a topic, ultimately trying to lead towards some sort of sale, right? And uh, uh, that is much less of an interactive sort of sales process than what we're talking about here. But one of the things that that still rings true on that 
is that there, there are a lot of different people who teach how to do webinars. Uh, and so there's kind of, there's these, there's these different models for how you might do a webinar, right? And what I've found is that what matters most for the success of somebody being able to do that kind of a sales presentation, it's so much more about if they're comfortable with the process rather than any one of those methods being better than the other, right? If, if you're confident doing it uh, in this way, that's going to work much better for you than if you try and do it the way that somebody else is saying, hey, this is better or whatever, right? It's, it's way more about, you know, what, what do you bring to the table? Are you confident in that process? Do you feel good in that exchange? Because if you're, if you're using somebody else's tactics and they don't feel right for you, you may not even realize it. You may be saying the exact words. You may be trying to say them the exact way. And yet it doesn't work for you because there's like the subconscious thing that comes across and sabotages that process where you detect it, the other person detects it and something goes weird, right? So it's, it has to be definitely uh, that, that, you're, that you're engaging uh, who you actually are and being authentic there. Because if, if not, it's, it's going to fall apart. And uh, yeah, so that, yeah, that, I, I love that. We got, we got a bonus a commandment in there exactly of, uh, yeah but <laughs> awesome awesome Alan free <laughs> and, and that makes sense i mean it, it, it makes sense that they kind of go together right thou shalt not right. use scripts and uh and it is kind of a similar idea to you know thou shalt not covet somebody else's tactics or whatever right exactly it's, it's, exactly it's very similar and it, you know, it goes back to uh what you talked about earlier and that is you may be good at a certain aspect of all of this and, mm -hmm. and great you know work that perfect right. you're the networker go for it Right. However, everybody has to master the show because right. ultimately all roads lead to showing the property, which right. is why this is so key that, you know, I feel like there's so many people who do really well at another aspect, but when you actually have your prospect at the property, you need to make the connection. And that's what we're right. focusing on. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And, and that actually, that, that leads next or really great into our next commandment that we're going to talk about, which is thou shalt engage all five of the prospect senses, right? So we're talking about nailing that showing. Uh, I think, I think I'm guessing based on how, how this sounds that you've already dropped some hints along the road uh, about this concept, about uh, engaging the senses. So why, why don't you dive into that a little bit more? How do we, how do we leverage this? How do we engage the senses? we want our showings to be interactive, right? So right. We're, we're, we're asking questions and we're also giving directions. So as soon as we open the door, we say, oh, you know, just turn to your left. Okay, so automatically we're saying, we're gonna, we're gonna guide them. They're, they're, the, they're ultimately in charge, but we're right. going to give them some directions or, you know, go ahead and, and you know, feel how smooth this, uh, you know, this countertop is, the quartz countertop, right. whatever, you know, mixing the materials. Let right. them engage their senses because you want to give them a little taste of what life is going to be for them in that property, which is right. why you do that. What we talked about earlier, the mental move-in. So you say, think about how your couch will fit right along this wall. Now right. they're thinking their couch, as opposed to what a lot of people do, which is, oh my gosh, isn't this a stage so nicely? Isn't this gorgeous? It's gorgeous. And we're, oh, wow. Right. No, no, no. You know, okay, that's fine. But it's not a museum. This is going to be someone's home. They are going to right. live there. So we want them to think of their furniture there. So the way we do that is engage their senses. That also helps them stay focused. And, you know, it, it prevents them from thinking, well, what are we having for dinner? You know, what am I going <laughs> to shopping later? No. Right. 
right. want them in the moment because we want them to remember the property, positive or negative. What we don't right. want is to have to go back, bring somebody back to the same property three times. And then they say, oh, you know, I actually don't like it. Right. If you show it to them once and engage their senses, they're really going to get a taste. They're going to be able to test drive this for their life. Does it work or does it not work? If it doesn't work, you it's not a loss for you. You've eliminated right. that. Great. You're getting one step closer to the ultimate property, which they want to buy. Right. So what we're right. doing is we're thinking about, you know, even when you walk into the, the, you know, the kitchen and we think, oh, can't you just smell the turkey coming out of that oven? Ooh, right. you know, so now we're smelling, even though you've just mentioned it and we don't smell the turkey, when you mention right. it, you suggest it, it's the power of suggestion. Now all of a sudden they're doing it. So tasting, smelling, you think about, oh, you know, oh, this carpet has such a great pad. Think of how nice it'll be to get up in the morning and feel that. Ooh, and oh, and think of how nice it'll be to sit here and have your coffee on this deck overlooking the redwoods. Ooh, all of a right. sudden we're putting ourselves in that situation, right? We're touching right. things. We're you know, oh, feel this finish on this wall. Oh, you know, feel the the height of you know the weight of these curtains. Whatever it is, we're engaging all their senses because we're right. getting them really focused on the property, and we're thinking of they're thinking of themselves there. Does it work for them? Is this the vision that they want? Great. Right. Is it not? Okay. No problem. Eliminate that. Move on. The right. way we do that is engaging all five of their senses and using sensory words, talking about, oh, smelling, touch this, go ahead and think of, oh, wouldn't, wouldn't it taste great? Oh, can't you see, you know, this beautiful wood burning fire. Won't it be nice to huddle up with the family and have a warm cup of cocoa in your hand? Now we're touching the cocoa. We're tasting the cocoa. We're right. engaging them. They're going to remember that. They yeah. know what that living room looks like. And, and, and it's amazing. I mean, the way uh, the way that our senses work in terms of activating memory, activating this part, uh, like how you think and how you perceive things uh, is so powerful. One, one of the things, this is one of those interesting things for me, uh, Growing up, uh, because of because of you know what my what my grandma did, uh, I think she worked for a while for either a company that worked with M and Mars or worked directly with M and Mars. I forget, but anyway, because of that that connection, uh, she got free tickets to Disneyland every year. And so our our whole family, my cousins, uh, you know, my cousins and 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 I and my family and 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 my grandma, we'd all go to Disneyland every year. And so I developed like this. Uh, this 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 really intense memories around just the way that things smelled and it's like even today if if something smells similar to the way that the that like as you're coming into the pirates of the caribbean and the way that the water smells coming coming out of that room with like the mixture of the air conditioning and, and all that <laughs> like i will smell that smell in other places just for whatever reason where it like it happens to smell similar and it's like i'm instantly taken back to the pirates of the Caribbean and all the good memories that I've had going to Disneyland with my family. And it's, it's simply because of a smell, right? And it's amazing. Yeah. And, and that, that kind of power can, can be, you know, leveraged for all of this stuff. Uh, you know, one of the things that you mentioned as well, that stands out to me is you asking the questions toward the beginning lets you know what senses to pull in, right? If you find out that this is somebody who doesn't cook very much, maybe as a family, they, they, they order in more often than they cook, then you're probably not going to be leveraging the smells of the kitchen. You're going to be talking about, you know, think, you know, it, maybe they entertain more. And so you're going to say, you know, imagine, imagine uh, the, 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 you know, the, the sound of everybody enjoying this, this nice open area or uh, the, the, you know, sharing a good meal together and, and eating from your favorite places around this, 
this uh, easy to entertain on island or whatever, right? You're, you're going to be adapting everything that you just said based on what you've already learned because you're not leading tours, you're asking questions, right? You're getting that engagement. So you're going to know what senses actually make sense to dive into based on the other, on the other, uh, you know, the other research that you've done through asking questions and, and really getting that feedback. Uh, and yet, when you can connect those ideas, that's where it's going to really come together and be super powerful, right? Where you can, exactly. you could say, I know what things to really pull in and make real for them because it's going to matter, right? Where, where exactly. you could talk about, you know, you could talk about the idea of having your family come together. Or you could talk about the ideas of entertaining, or you could talk about, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's the sound of, uh, of their children and their and their children's family coming. Maybe it's you know grandparents and they, and one of the things that matters to them is having a space to bring their family together, right? Uh, and so you could bring in all of those realities for people with smell and sound and touch and taste and uh, and and bring them all together so that uh, so that they really can feel and live that uh, that experience and and tell does this feel like a good fit for me, right? Exactly, and that will be impactful and that will be memorable for them. Mm. Right. So then when they go home, it's not, oh, you know, which one was that? Was that the one with the yellow kitchen? You know, it, because which can happen, you know, you look at a lot of, so you show somebody right. a lot of properties, it's, they all meld together. No, if you've engaged their senses, they're going to remember the specific property because right. you've already built that, all those cues in, you know, they will tell you how to sell them. You, if you just right. have to ask and you have to listen and, and also brings the, the last point home that, you know, the same property represents very different things for different prospects. So it's your job right. to ask those questions and then translate the property according to them, according to how they want right. to live. Yeah. And I, and what I, what I love about, you know, doing that process through the senses is that there's a, there's a certain element there where it, it sidesteps some of the so the, sort of the logical question where people say, I want this thing present, or I want this present, right? Where, where they might, they might say, I, I need this kind of room. But in, when you dive in and you actually go through the process of engaging the senses, I imagine that there are times where the way that that home naturally pulls, pulls their ability to experience it through the senses, right? Through, through that, that sort of reality, there might be homes that stand out in ways that they didn't necessarily expect because now they're imagining a, a, a future in that home that they that they weren't necessarily picturing when they were just listing off their their list of requirements right because people aren't necessarily thinking of all the ways that they're going to live in the home but once you actually try and paint that picture where you listen to what's important to them and why and then you connect it to what that experience might actually be in that home you know just like you said it, it becomes about more than just the yellow kitchen or the blue kitchen it becomes more about what, what are you going to do there? How are you going to live there? And and that becomes real through the senses. It's not really as real just through, you know, the concept of this feature is here, right? It's it's what do you do with it? And how does it engage you? Exactly. It's not, you know, nobody really wants to live in a three bedroom, two bath house. They want to live, you know, they, they want to live in a house that has plenty of space for them. That has right. a, an office. All it's very different than the, you know, right. click what, what, what boxes am I ticking? Very exactly. different dynamic. Exactly. Perfect. So yeah, the awesome. So we, yeah, we just dove into three of the, uh, of the, the, the commandments that you have in showing superpowers. Are there 10 commandments? Is that, uh, there are 10 commandments, uh, just like Moses on the mountain. I gave you 10. <laughs> <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Sounds good. So if people want to dive in and, and, and get all the rest of the commandments, we actually covered four today. Uh, right. we might've even uh, sprinkled, 
sprinkled in some hints about uh, uh, about some other ones I'm betting. But uh, <laughs> uh, if people want to get access to that, uh, if you want to support uh, Real Estate Growth Hackers, you want to support our show in the process, you can go to realestategrowthhackers.com slash showing superpower. Uh, it is available on Amazon as well. Is that in, uh, that's where that link should take you. But uh, is is there anywhere else where people should go or is Amazon just the best place to go and get the book? Amazon's the best place and go through the Real Estate Growth Hackers, uh, support the community for sure. Perfect, perfect, sounds good. So all of those details should be in the uh, show notes on the blog post that comes out with this uh, this post as well. Uh, if you if you need to look it up directly, again, it's Roseanne Galvin, Showing Superpower. The full title is The Real Estate Agent's Guide to Creating Bespoke Property Presentations, Faster Commissions, and Lifelong Clients. So there you go, Roseanne. Thank you so much for, uh, for coming you. on. Uh, are there any uh, any last words that you'd like to leave people with in terms of uh, how to how to take this information, put it into action, and get the most value out of this process that we just talked about? Absolutely. First of all, you, if you've come to real estate, you are in a great place. Be patient. It does take time. Wherever you are in the game, uh, you can find what works for you. It's very different things, as you mentioned, for different people. So look for what resonates with you and you know, mine that. Work that, that angle and uh, good luck to you. And don't forget to spend some time thinking about how you're actually going to show and then develop that superpower and uh, be in the game for the long run. So I appreciate the the time, Zach, and uh, all the good work that you're doing and keep up the good work. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for for coming on. And uh, until next time, everybody, thanks for uh, stopping by and uh, engaging with with us here at the Real Estate Growth Hackers Show. uh, And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Growth Hacker Show. Remember, done is better than perfect. To turn the marketing ideas and tactics you just learned into real growth for your real estate business, visit us at realestategrowthhackers.com. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with another real estate professional who could benefit from the information. Or maybe you'd like to subscribe to the show to never miss an episode. And you can leave a rating or review on iTunes with your biggest takeaway, helping this show to reach and help more people just like you. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.